Welcome to Astro Lushes. Hello, everyone. We are back for Libra season. This is Andy. And this is Lisa. <laughs> we're here to give you a very giggly episode. Oh, boy. We accidentally slash purposely got a little too lush for this Astro Lushes. We're very lushy lushes. We're lushy. We heard your feedback about Virgo season that we were too sober, which is incredibly appropriate. Can we point out that our most sober episode was a Virgo episode, and our <laughs> lushest episode to date was Sagittarian? And it's perfect. Right? Yeah. If that doesn't prove astrology is real, I don't know what to tell you. I, I mean, that's just <laughs> math and science. <laughs> facts. <laughs> it's just facts. It's just facts. So we decided to, like, amp up our game. We are being professional drunks tonight. Yes. And we, we do it for you. It's, I mean, it's a sacrifice. <laughs> like, sitting here getting too drunk and laughing a lot is just, it's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. It's its something that we do only for you guys. I mean, yeah. Like, I don't want to get into it or anything, but you're a burden. <laughs> oh, wow. Scorpio. <laughs> um, I will say, I will say, we're recording on a phone on a coffee table right now. Indeed. I'm calling this our second to last Ratchet episode. It is, because we have improvements coming. <laughs> so Scorpio season is going to be filmed outdoors, so I can't promise any good sound quality. The right. Capricorn season for the boss bitch season of all boss bitch seasons. It's going to be profesh. It's going to be profesh AF. Oh my gosh, it really is. So tonight, if you hear any background fireplace, cat knocking things over, or cars on the street, it's, it is what it is. And we never promised we weren't messy. Just, or just roll with it. Yeah. Like, we're n- we never claim to be professional. We know what our sound quality is. We know what we are. Yeah. I mean, we're like two drunk, messy bitches. <laughs> we talk about astrology. <laughs> and sometimes people listen. Welcome back to our world. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Libra season. We're in it. Not we're only are we in it, it, it's a new moon tonight, which we're going we're gonna to talk about later. We're going to talk about the new moon. Yep. We're going to give you some writing as it relates to Libra season. Because we're going to talk about... so artistic. So artistic. We're going to talk about rituals. Talk about the core themes, remember? I want you to talk about that. Yes, yes. We're going to talk about some dash core aesthetics. So like cottage core, goblin core. We're going to get into it. Yeah, and dark academia, which we've been promising you because we feel it's so Libra. Oh, it's the perfect Libra. And then we just have some fun stuff outside of all that for you. But that's what you can expect from this really bubbly episode. We are drinking this... um, Mergo wine from um, the Sicily, volcano from, from Mount Etna in Sicily. It's a volcano, right? It sure is. It's an active volcano. What? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's not fucking around. I don't know why I just said wow, as if I didn't know volcanoes exploded stuff. We saw this on a special that the lava from Mount Etna does something to the soil, which makes the grapes that grow there like extra special. That's amazing. Which is why we're so giggly for you this evening. It's amazing for all the people that live who can drink it and not the people who die because the volcano exploded. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is a Scorpio talking wow, wow, about wow. pleasure. I'm so sorry. This, yes, wow. Uh, yes. Wow. I gain a lot of pleasure drinking, drinking um, dead people. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> It's also spooky season, ladies and gentlemen. It's spooky season. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody in between and around that. Yeah, we have a background on our TV right now of pumpkins and a witch's kitchen with, like, hats and a pie. and Rain and a fireplace, ivy. Yeah. yeah. Cozy shit. Because we're in Brooklyn and we don't have fireplaces. Or cottages. Yeah, or cottages. Or houses that, like, even look kind of clean most of the time. 
So now, Lisa, I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. When I say Libra, mm. what do you think? I think beauty, mm. harmony, mm-hmm. peace, justice. Um, and I know that some of the people out there in the world think things like, oh, they're so indecisive. Oh, my God, I can't make a decision. Oh, I'm just, I'm undecided. Like, guys, I don't know. But that would be, that would be wrong. It would be reductive, right? It would be reductive. It's the kind of thing that shows up in memes because it's funny and cute, right? But it's extremely reductive. We always like to talk about the reductiveness of astrology memes, not judgmentally because i enjoy that stuff it's like popcorn it's snacks it's like a snack to go on and be like i'm a cancer i'm a crybaby yeah you know uh, you're scorpio sex and death but (laughs) libra is getting like the rep as indecisive is is something that we're going to dive into first let's talk about like the actual attributes yeah 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 so okay what do you think about when you don't think about the reductiveness of Libra memes, Lisa? So a lot of the things that I've been thinking about lately happen to be that space between Virgo and Scorpio. Ooh, yeah. So when I think about the extreme differences between Virgo and Scorpio, which are many. Um, Doesn't I, relate at all to your problem with Virgos, does it? Um, no. <laughs> My, the Virgo problem. I need to write an essay that sells and does really well, and then everyone hates me for Lisa it. Lisa and the Virgo problem. Oh my god, that'd be my, like, life's work. <laughs> it would. It would be, like, your bestseller. The opus. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely think of, like, the balancing act between one thing and another. So that, that harmony, that balance, the scales, literally. Yep. Um... A lot of the time when I think about Libra, I think about beauty, aesthetics, community. Um, I guess the like beautiful things in the world that bring us together, that mm-hmm. take from different parts and create an amalgam of something that is transcends all the parts and becomes like beautiful. I love that. Yeah, that's me that. being as like nice as <clears throat> possible. When I think about Libra, I do think about the scales, of course, because it's their symbol. I also think about the fact that Libra is represented by the only symbol that's not a living thing. In the entire zodiac, it's the only one that's non-human. The scales, right. not like I mean, some of them are like monstrous, like the Capricorn right. goatfish and the Sagittarian centaur. Yeah, uh, you know, not everything is like human, but non-living. Yeah, is Libra. Right, but it's also because it scales two things. It has a duality. There's only a few signs that have duality. It's something I discuss actually on our journal at Writing the Cosmos. If you're interested in like really diving into it, but. Pisces, the two fish, Mm. Gemini, the two twins, and Libra, the two sides of a scale. And um, I think the duality is like the theme, like the core. Yeah, it is the theme. Of Libra. It is. In many ways. And it's just like, I think it's something that people tend to like overlook a little bit because... I think Libra gets such a rep. We'll go back to misconceptions, but the the whole like they're so flirty, they're you know like we said indecisive. Can't make a decision. Right, but there's so much power in duality and the ability to be flexible and adaptable, adaptable, and to listen to all sides of the party. Mm-hmm. All sides of the party. Sure. Whatever. We'll go with that. It's fine. It's the English <laughs> language. It's adaptable. It's words. <laughs> it's words, you guys. <laughs> Said by Lisa Marie Bazile, the published poet. It's words, you guys. Oh my god. <laughs> cheers. Cheers to that. <laughs> cheers to words. <laughs> 
So my Chiron is in Gemini, and I clearly Ooh. have a communication problem. <laughs> you don't. Only I, in talking. Oh my god! And like, don't hire me to talk. But it's writing. Fine. Yes. You got that shit. Leave me on alone. lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> if I want to talk about like the basic archetype of Libra, I hate the word basic. It's been so maligned. But um, true. When I think about Libra, I think about the fact that it is an air sign, right? Ruled by Venus, which is like, oh, how the shit does that work? You know, so Taurus and Libra are both ruled by Venus, which I find fascinating. And it's a cardinal sign. So we've talked about like the different types of energy. You can either be cardinal, fixed, or mutable. And it relates to the time of year that your sign falls in. So all of the cardinal signs fall on solstices or equinoxes. And it's the beginning of something. It's the change towards something else. It's the beginning of a new season. And Libra being like so, you know, uh, notoriously indecisive and so flirty and things like that actually is like a power bitch in disguise. It's a super power bitch. And they don't get the credit for that. Right. I think they get lumped into like, excuse like the rudeness, but. Don't excuse it. Okay. <laughs> Don't. They get lumped in, in my opinion, to the boring, nice, like, kind of throwaway signs that everyone's like, yeah, that's cool, but they don't have a real opinion about, Um, which may be really rude, but I feel like that's true. I do. I think that's what's said. I think that's what's believed. But it's not necessarily at all true. Yeah. Like, it is a starter. It It is that starting energy, and it does, like, pave the way for something really important. If you didn't have Libra between Virgo and Scorpio, we'd be fucked. Holy shit. Can you imagine going from Virgo season to Scorpio season? People would, the You'd suicide rate? You'd be dead. <laughs> exactly. Rate. Exactly. I shouldn't joke about suicide. I apologize. I say that very flippantly. I, I understand. I, I'm not making fun of suicide. I'm it's, joking it's a, about that. But how hard would it be? It would be dark and it would be swallowing. Yeah. And you wouldn't have that time to kind of balance out your aspects. Calibrate. Calibrate. Recalibrate. That's a word I think of all the time with Libra and their little scales, their little scaly babies. Um, I think the indecisiveness, personally, is just like a um, uh, like a generalization. It's a boiling down to a simple point of the fact that Libras are constantly recalibrating their opinions based on new information. That's what scales do. They fluctuate with every new piece of information that they're greeted with. Right? Yeah, absolutely. It's like the human body trying to achieve stasis. Absolutely. Everything's always in flux until it gets to a point of like, this is acceptable. And, and yeah, yes. And, and Libras need to play off of other people in like a very real way. They're the sign of partnerships or the sign of like, it's really duality, like in its core, it's yeah. about duality. I think Gemini and Libra are the most duality based signs to mm. be fair pisces has the two fish it's a different thing it's a different thing. read my article on writing the cosmos if you want to dig into that deeper <laughs> but, <laughs> but um uh the leaper duality is so much about other people it's yeah. so much about considering everybody's perspective in a situation to make sure that you're making the decision that is best for everyone and like that's not the same thing as being indecisive. Not at all. That's calculating and careful and cautious. Exactly. It's just doing it in a really thoughtful and diplomatic manner. Yes. So it's so easy to write any sign off as X, Y, or Z. And Libra gets it so hard. So let's talk about misconceptions and stereotypes. So like I feel like I wrote, I wrote Libra off for a lot of my life. It's right. like, eh. Yeah. You know, it's airy. They're flirty. It's fine. You can't rely on a Libra. Like, yeah. I don't want to date one. Right. Like, I think I, I think I really, like... No one is like, I have big opinions about Libras. They're right. all like, that's cool. That's fine. Yeah. 
But there's always a Libra in the group that is doing something behind the scenes or is facilitating something that is, sorry for the cars, um, something really important and, and powerful. Bringing people together yes. is a Libra in quality. Yes. And that is like the basis of all great societies. Is Absolutely. The coming together of people. It's not, not just the coming together, but the equality of those people coming together. Yes. Which is, Libra is very concerned with like tit for tat. This weighs the same amount as this, that. It's very algebraic, like you know, this has to equal X. It has to balance out. And I think there's a real beauty in that. I think there's a, I feel like Libras are actually extraordinarily necessary to our society. If they weren't there, I think we'd be more fucked than we are. I agree. Which is, you know, hard, hard to come by because we're pretty fucked. Absolutely. But, you know, I was thinking about Libra. I was reading about how, um, the kidneys relate to the Libra. And I thought that was such an interesting, um, body part to associate with this sign because the kidneys are constantly filtering out everything that is toxic or foreign that doesn't work for us Mm -hmm. that doesn't contribute to the greater good plural also plural dual oh yes yes right wow Mm -hmm. it's so true and you can you can give a kidney you can lose a kidney and live but it's also difficult exactly they kind of need both to really do what they're supposed to do yeah speaking of kidneys Oh, um, bad art friend. Bad art friend. If Damn. anyone has read that, uh, it's a New York Times story called Bad Art Friend. Get at us about it because we have opinions, we friends. We have big opinions. They have to do with kidneys and also kind of people coming together mm-hmm. and and falling apart and not working together in the best way possible. So, and also equality. And also, also, and also like equality. the balance of power. Which is really something that Libra is very concerned with. Yeah, so go ahead and read Bad Art Friend. Yeah, do it. And then talk to us about your feelings. Tell us what you think Dawn and Sonia's signs are because we have a lot of opinions about it. I have so many opinions. (laughs) So many opinions. (laughs) Um, So Libra also represents the seventh house, right? Yeah. In the 12 houses that comprise the zodiac. And the seventh house is uh, the place that rules over... Uh, relationships and partnerships which seems very obvious but also over legal contracts and contracts. anything you sign your name to yeah and it's very interesting that uh, that article which has largely to do with the law legalities and contracts comes out in libra season yes and everyone is like and what's fair and what's not jumping onto twitter to read it um and talk about it and yeah. if it's fair or not mm-hmm. so diplomacy has a way of like making it bringing itself to the forefront in this time i think and, libra, and oh, fairness sorry. no yeah easily libra is the most diplomatic sign and i do think it's because it's an air sign like ruled by venus right so it has this like really romantic core but um it's an air sign and it's a cardinal air sign it kind of makes for this personality um that is really well balanced if it's if it's elevated and not um in detriment the, the evolved Libra is going to be a perfect balance of emotion and intellect. I mm. think of, like, the swords in, in um, tarot. And the cups. Yeah. And, yeah. like, the way they can, like, cut through. Yeah. Like, cut through things. And uh, I think the scales are not only just about, like, equality, equanimity, um, and, and tit for tat, but it's also about the balance of, like, true justice comes about when we take... Um, both our emotions and our intellectual um, logical knowledge both into account and weigh them equally yeah no it's it's you're right a society without libra would be well right 
look at something as basic, like look at like any, any large issue take, and I don't want to get into all these issues, but like think about abortion, think about even slavery. Think about how the ending of these things um, or the uh, support of these things really, really requires a person uh, like the judge in charge because the judge judgment is the tarot card for Libra. That's the representative of the sign, how it requires both like absolutely judicial, uh, you know, air sign, intellect Mm -hmm. and like this is right and this is wrong but you can't do right or wrong you can't base morality if you don't have the feelings and the emotion involved you have to think about the effect on people the effect that slavery has on people i'm using a really huge example just to illustrate a point i'm not trying to talk about slavery but yeah any judge cannot just think about things logically and what the law says they have to take into account the effect that it has on people it's true and i think that that's like oh motorcycle going by i think that there is like a lack of libran quality in the american justice system in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. because so much of it is like by the law by the book by textbook um that doesn't figure in the human equation in a lot of ways do you know who's a libra who aoc of course she also the red lipstick yes and the brilliance her ability to be in front of a room of highly Absolutely. powerful people. I just people remembered this and fact. Find the diplomacy and all so of is it. Kamala. Kamala and AOC are both Libras. Right. I know. I know. I remember Kamala is, and I love that Libra Scorpio little power duo mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You here know, for it. I'm here for it. And I had a I had a best friend who was a Libra, and she had a great way of speaking to a crowd and really facilitating balance Mm. and taking into account all sides um but also picking a side and standing up for what is right based on her intellect and emotionality absolutely and like kudos to libras if you're listening if you're a libra like kudos to you you're not invisible we fucking love you uh raising our glasses to you right now our glasses of like seven day old chardonnay that (laughs) tastes sort of like lollipop at this point this is a different one than the mount etna wine to be fair oh yeah. We've already gone through the Mount Etna one. Yeah, we're on second. We're on bottle two. Bottle two. Because we were too sober for Virgo. We were. And you know what? That's what you get. If you're if you're a Virgo, that's what you get. You're going to get two sober bitches. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know that I've cured my, my problems with Virgo. <laughs> I've moved on to Leo. Cured is a strong word. I've dealt. You've started to explore. Explore. Uh, and I want to talk about Libra placements a little bit further on in the episode, but right now I want to talk about the fact that we're recording this on the new moon in Libra for you guys. We, are. we did this uh, on purpose. I think it happened at about 7 a.m. sometime. Yes, yeah, yeah, it happened this morning. Um, the new moon is always like the fresh start of the month. Yep. It's a really powerful day for magic, for intention, for like putting down what you want to, is like what you want to happen in the next moon cycle. It's extraordinarily important. New moon in Libra. It, it's going to affect you if you have a mood in Libra. It's going to affect you if you have a sun in Libra. And it's going to affect you if you're just a human being with feelings and thoughts. Uh, it affects everyone. If you have a soul. It. But the yeah. new moon is a great time for magic. Right, Lisa? I think it's the full and the new moon are my favorite times same. for magic. Absolutely same. Um, and I want to actually read a quote from Sarah Godestiner, um, who runs the many moons uh, who produces the many moons workbook which is something you should definitely read and also just published a book called the moon book um and 
Of the new moon, she writes, nothingness is sacred because everything comes out of nothing and it is where we all return. So when I think of the new moon, and I know a lot of people may call it the dark moon, that void, that liminality, that in-between state is this really powerful place where, yes, it is like this um, time to create something from nothing, to set your goals, to plant a seed, to rest, to recalibrate like like Libra does. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, to consider, to consider, to conceive. Um, but it's, it's this amazing space where you can kind of like do both rest and start. Yes. And I think it's even more amazing in Libra. I agree. That cardinal energy. I agree because it's the duality of it. It's yeah. the duality of considering and acting. Right. Um, and it's the duality of the moon being actually between like the sun and earth perfectly in the middle. So it really has that, like, complete balance. And I love that. The new moon, I feel like, gets... It doesn't get as much glamour as the full moon. It's true. It, the know? full moon is... Well, the full moon is it's so gorgeous. beautiful. It's so pretty. Of course, How could people not react? I know. I understand why the full moon gets more credit. And I'm a big full moon fan. For sure. However... We stand Full it. moon energy is <laughs> fucking nuts. It, I mean, it's a bonkers town. It's crazy. Like, my cat is up at four in the morning, like, scratching my eyes. Do you know that out. the ERs and hospitals fill up on full moons? I read they, that. they know it. They know to expect it. They're like, it's full moon. We're going to get a crazy amount of people in here tonight. If you could see me right now, guys, like, my hands are waving in the air Italian style. A very like, Italian style. You are going Italian <laughs> on this conversation like, right now. Honestly, it's just, it's just <laughs> wild to me that because. People will say things like, well, if it isn't evidenced, if you don't have proof, then it's not real. And it's like, look, sometimes anecdotal evidence and intuitive evidence is more than necessary. I say if you actually track the amount of people that go into the hospital, into the ER on every full moon, for every full moon that has happened throughout time, that is evidence. That is scientific. I agree with you. It's it's a study. That's it's not anecdotal. Study. At that point, those are numbers. Those are numbers. Numbers are facts. The fucking bitch. full moon is like... <laughs> Facts, bitch. <laughs> That's what people people turn to this podcast for. Facts, facts bitch. math. That's what we're here for. <laughs> oh God, please no. I mean, I mean, I think we're saying facts. We are saying facts. Yeah. This, yeah. We are. It's very factual. <laughs> oh my God, what are we doing with our lives? Oh my God, that's a what? a very. Why am That's I not, like, question. an accountant who's making, like, big bank and just, like, being quiet in my bedroom alone at night? I think you can answer that for yourself <laughs> in, like, ten different ways right now. I think that question is beyond rhetorical. That question is ironic. It is ironic. Because <laughs> the reality Why is, am I not an accountant? Because you could never. I could never. You, you Literally. You, you could do the math. No, I could where that no, ends. I don't think I could do the oh, math. Oh, really? I literally couldn't. I know I I. I know I, I could not. I couldn't and I couldn't. We're water it. signs. Don't come to us for math. It's a Wednesday. We're drinking two bottles of wine and talking to you guys. We're, That's what we do. We're looking at the third right now. We're looking at the third bottle, It's you guys. a bottle called Gurgich Hills Estate, Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon 2017. Got it because my boyfriend got sent 12 bottles of wine from a client. And when he got that box, who he's not a drinker, I looked at him and I was like, bitch, that's mine. <laughs> Every single one of those bottles Every is one mine. of those bottles is going straight into my face. It's my tummy juice. It's mine. Do you know that I've had like four of these bottles with you already? I've had at least a third of that box with you. I don't know what that says. I know. This guy did the work. <laughs> this guy did the work and we're just drinking. Thanks, Ben. 
Thanks, Ben. <laughs> so now we keep talking about being water signs, but I think it's really a good time to mention that that Lisa and I both have like a lot of Libra placements. I have a Libra stellium. Technically, mm, you do have a stellium. stellium you have a double. Queen. You have a double, and yeah. I have a stellium. Mm. Let's hear about. So you have your love planets. Your I love know. planets. Love ruled by Venus traditionally you know and your venus is actually in libra and your mars so venus and mars are your love planets if you're ever interested in like figuring that out about yourself your styles your love languages um whether or not you subscribe to that uh you can really find out a lot about your relationship styles through your venus and mars and lisa's are both in libra (laughs) i know it's it's actually kind of wild when i learned this a long time ago um it took me a while to like make sense of it because I see myself so much through my Scorpio identity and to some extent my Capricorn rising and Cancer moon. Um, so when I think about... That was my clog. <laughs> she's taking off her clog. That was a clog. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sexy time. <laughs> Heavy shoes equals sexy time. Wow, that made no sense. Please continue. Please continue. Yeah, no, yes. no, this is this is great. You didn't know how to relate to it at yeah, first. Yeah, I didn't know how to relate to it. I was like, Libra, again, with the misconceptions. Why? Why wouldn't I be a Venus in Scorpio? I'm so, you know, whatever, sexy and dark and yada yada. But the truth is, all of that runs its filter through my sun sign of Scorpio. But the truth is, like, I am very Libran in my, I guess, Venusian way. I... I love love. I love romance. I love shows of romance. I love beauty. I love connecting with people through beauty. Um, I'm I'm really obsessed with aesthetics. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that this bitch probably takes a little too much time on her grid. Um, <laughs> and you can't see it because you're listening to a podcast, but her home is always, <laughs> always set up. There's like vignettes. There, there are, like, moments. Everything is so planned out. Everything is so, like, minimally, beautifully balanced. All of her books are in... Uh, what, what, what Color what, order. Color order? I was trying to think of a better word for that. It's... They're by color. They are. There's, a, there's definitely a word for that that we should both um, know as poets. Organized by color? No, the color word. Oh, like gradients? Sure. I Gradiently don't... organized. That's not a word. <laughs> Uh, uh, which is in and of itself very Libran is. to make your intellectual pursuits of reading into something aesthetic. Oh my God. For me, I just, I just like, I can't hang out at night and read by myself unless the room is set up to be a room that I can read in, which is a barrier to my own well being because it's constantly a mess and I have to clean it. But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I do value love and beauty. My boyfriend happens to be, his name is Ben. Um, he happens to be very aesthetically inclined as well. Um, and even though I, you know, obviously value him for personal reasons, I think he's a great person. I, I think he has incredible ethics and he's a, he's a solid, reliable human being. I love when he wears colorful outfits and he looks great and we can be a pair on the town can we i need to like really um like spell this out for you when she talks about like he dressing he dresses well (laughs) like pink velvet suits you guys Mm. like uh like patterned doc martens like really loud fluorescent he has like sneakers shoes with renaissance paint how many coats does he own like 40 yeah and shoes are like 95 so when we say he dresses well we don't mean just like he has like cool taste or he's like classy like he 
like exudes his personality through his really vibrant dress. He does. And if he were a dick, obviously I'd be like, okay, you dress well, but you're a dick. But he's lovely in in a lot of ways. And I love dressing up with him. He inspires me to find beauty. And so I guess with my love planet, that's something that comes out. And I also very much expect a balanced relationship. If I do something, he has to do something. And I kind of expect it with my friends and I expect it with any sort of like professional partnerships. And then when it comes to my Mars in Libra, I do strive for diplomacy, although I am often very biased. Um, I try not to get into like unnecessary fights, but I can be a huge asshole um, when triggered and pushed uh, because it's constantly this Scorpio Libra mm-hmm fight that's happening inside me it's like be quiet bitch and then the scorpio is like no fucking kill them and then the libra is like just take a minute and i'm like no i want to fucking kill them right now right now like i'm gonna murder them right now and libra's like just consider their perspective i'm like they don't have perspective i have perspective. their voice does not matter it doesn't matter but it does it does and And i do usually end up on that side i do usually usually not always so what about your stellium so i'm going to talk about my stellium but i also want to talk about other placements in libra so libra rising people i have a lot of them in my life especially a lot of virgos are libra risings that i know Mm, you do i love a libra rising yeah they're like always aesthetically pleasing their outfits are always fucking so on point Mm. their flirtation methods are are like for the books like write it down give them trophies Masterclass. Absolutely correct. Libra Rising is such a fantastic placement. If you have it, I am jealous of you. Good job. (laughs) Libra Moon is difficult. It's it's a difficult placement. That's a very difficult placement. I think that's Heather. I think that's my best friend. Wow. Yeah. um, Libra Moon is... um, Libra Moon, really? You have have to consider your feelings intellectually before you let yourself feel them. Imagine weighing all of your feelings. As a water sign, it's beyond me. As a as a Pisces moon, I can't fucking imagine having to like take myself out of my feelings to consider them intellectually. I would die. I don't think I could. You're a Cancer moon. You are incapable. <laughs> yes, I'm incapable. You're incapable. My yeah, it's not gonna happen. But my stellium is not in those big planets. It's in Jupiter and Saturn, which are pretty important. Mm. Jupiter being the planet that like shows us in our in our charts how we expand with people, how we, uh, uh, like, open up to people. What happens when we're feeling generous? What happens when we're feeling like, I love the world, and here's how I'm... You can be super lovey. Going to be in part... (laughs) Thanks. With the right people. But then Saturn is what constricts us. Saturn is like our angry dad, right, of our our charts. Um, Saturn is like how we self-criticize it's how we criticize others it's how we make less of ourselves it's how we kind of diminish ourselves but it's also like our guilt and how we um regulate right Mm. having both of those planets that are opposites in the same sign is already weird and if any of you else have this i feel for (laughs) you um but both of my jupiter and saturn are in libra and then my midheaven which is like your sort of career and life path the way that you like kind of live your life outwardly yeah i feel like the midheaven is a lot of like when people do predictive astrology like when you're born and your mom goes to the psychic and is like tell me about my kid and their future they're definitely weighing that midheaven in a very heavy way it's the cusp of your 10th house the 10th house of, of capricorn which is like your professional and public career life 
Um, and so, yeah, my midheaven is in Libra. And if you have this placement, it means that the job that's going to do best for you in your life has to include other people, has to include partnership, has to include beauty, has to have harmony, has to have um, diplomacy at its core. So people with like a Libra midheaven um, do really well in law, do really well in therapy, do really well as artists, yeah. things um, that bring beauty and equality to the forefront. It's, it's, a, it's, very, it's like a very benefic placement, I think. Yeah, so that. is Venus in Libra because it is. literally Libra is ruled by Venus, which makes it absolutely benefic and it's a really exalted placement. It is, and I need to like give it more love than I do. I see your Venus in Libra. Venus is not just about how we love romantically. It really is how we express our values. Values, exactly. Like I really do value equality and I really do value beauty. And I think beauty for the sake of beauty is really important. And I think like living your life through the lens of beauty is very important. And I know that sounds really trivial and superficial. It, beauty is not trivial. It's and not. beauty is not superficial. Poetry I, is beauty. I can't say that enough. Human connection is beauty. We call beauty superficial because beauty and its standards change It's so been much. usurped by superficial shit. And it's definitely been usurped by capitalism. Yeah. Which is like a whole... We, we talk about this every episode, how capitalism fucks everything. Capitalism has fucked the Libran disposition absolutely and like valuing beauty is not shallow no it's not I, I mean look at like just look at ancient texts look at ancient societies like it was all formed on this you know creating blueprints for cityscapes that are beautiful and are uh, I guess nurturing for their people creating fountains and libraries and yes. gathering spaces I'm like that's of, incredible like, religious spaces and temples that have been built they're almost always built with symmetry and beauty at the forefront of right. them because that's right. easier to contact the source the god the divine exactly. all of the big things if you're in a space that makes you feel connected exactly and beauty connects us yeah so it, it, we respond to beauty in others Actually, it was interesting. Me and you and um, our friend Sterling, many, many, many months ago, in the depths of the despair of the uh, 2020 pandemic, watched a video one night, and it was all about the importance of beauty and how it actually nurtures the human brain. Absolutely. Seeing beautiful yes. things. And that doesn't mean, like, luxury things. It doesn't mean anything like that. It means, like, color. It means, like nature it means symmetry yes it could just mean things that aren't you know built by the decrepit hands of capitalist or fascist and patriarchal and patriarchal creators who like just try to gray out your world because the world is inherently beautiful and that is something that we respond to and that that like every poet and every deep thinker and every philosopher and every like really spiritual person taps into the beauty that's innate in our world. I don't think there's a single thing that's shallow about that. When we're talking about like, and I'm not judging, but I'm saying if we're talking about like fillers and plastic surgery and things that make us more um, symmetrical and things that make us more aligned with uh, our current society's ideas of beauty, uh, I'm not judging anyone, including myself, who puts themselves through those rituals to like... Um, better align with society's sure. views of beauty that's where it gets really tricky and difficult when we think like beauty is thin when we think beauty is like yeah. uh white when we think exactly. beauty is uh you know one thing that's not what we're talking about we're talking about like finding finding the beauty that is 
already there and embracing it and discussing it and making art from it and yeah. making philosophy from it yeah. uh, and making people feel harmonious in it. Exactly. And speaking of beauty during Libra season, for us in the Northern Hemisphere, it is autumn and you can find beauty both in the decrepit and also in the like color changes and also the voidness and also the knowledge that this death brings life again. Like beauty is all around us in a bevy of ways and Mm -hmm. it's amazing. And also this wine is really beautiful. I'm going to pour some more. Wonderful. And we seek beauty whether or not we know that's what we're going for. Don't we? I mean, yeah, we we all seek beauty inherently. Even babies, even absolutely, like they pets, they, yeah, pets, they find it. My 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 cat. <laughs> like I love Hank Williams. I love my little baby Hank because cats are so beautiful. Um, what do you guys think is beautiful? If you have any ideas or thoughts, let us please, let us know. Please get at us. Speaking of beauty, um, let's let's talk about. Poems. Let's talk about poems. We have a f- couple of things today that we'd like to share with you that feel very Libran and are very Libran. Yeah. Uh, we also just like to share what inspires us with you. Um, so Lisa has a piece from Sandra Cisneros. Yeah. So a long time ago, I wrote a roundup of books you should read during, uh, sorry. <laughs> wow. It's okay. My back it back up. Boop, 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 We're drunk. Words, 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 words. Words, 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 words. So once upon a time, there was a girl named Lisa, and she wrote an article about books for each astrological season, and that's what I'm trying to share with you right now, even though that was very... Who knows what I'm talking about? I'm going to say one more time. She's going to read you Sandra Cisneros. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, because I... Sandra, I should say. Sandra. So I'm reading from Sandra Cisneros' Loose Woman. It is a book that I thought was perfect for Libra season because... I'm clapping for it. I'm clapping. It's one of those texts that I read billions of years ago, um, you know, when I was like a baby star. No, I'm just kidding. Like 10 10 years ago when I was a college kid. That counts. Baby. Yeah, baby. Baby tiny person. And um, I always thought it was really, really incredibly beautiful because I thought it balanced love and sex family and personal identity and individuality um, and also the Mexican-American identity, so what it means to be both. Um, So in that duality, I found it to be very Libran. This is called Waiting for a Lover. And what if you don't arrive? And what if you do? I'm so afraid I cross my fingers, make a wish, spit. You're new. You can't hurt me yet. I light the candles, say my prayers, scent myself with mangoes. I like the possibility of anything, the little fear I feel when you enter a room. I haven't a clue of the who of you. And what if you do like me? And what if you do? I can't think, dress myself in slinky black, my 14 karat hoops and my velvet spikes. Smoke two cigars, I'm doing loopity loops. Listen. Cars go by all night. I'm waiting for the one that stops all my life. Listen, hear that? Yikes. I love that. Isn't that just fucking lovely with I the hoops? I love that. And the dressing up. Like how AOC and her hoops, sorry. I know. Can't I, help I, it. Can't help it. Hoops are my hoops are my jam. I'm wearing them right. I wear I hoops like I breathe. Me and Andy have had conversations where we're like medium or large hoops. Yeah. And then we like yeah. pick depending on the Absolutely. 
upon the occasion. Oops. Before I go into my poem, I just also want to talk about, because that was the poem that had flirtatiousness in it, and about, like, the the idea of Libras being, like, in, you know, incorrigible flirts, which, mm. first of all, I love about them, but... Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I think flirtation has different... Flavors. Names? Yes. Yes. Flavors is the perfect word. Yeah. I think a Libra flirtation is about that otherness, it's about that duality, and I think it's about, like creating harmony in the way of making someone else feel really good about themselves. Oh, yes. I think a Libra loves the interplay of, like, what happens if I make you feel beautiful? Yeah. Like, how can I bring out your starlight? And it's not, yes. And it's yeah. not about getting to a goal. Like, it's, so Aries are big flirts. Aries are big, big flirts. But Aries are flirting with you because they are ready to get you into the sack. I mean, they're ready to fuck. Yeah. At all times. Yeah, at all times. DTF machines. Sages flirt because they love meeting new people. They love the excitement of like what inspires you, what turns you on, what philosophies like do Absolutely. it for you. And they want to tap into that. I think the Libra flirtation, and it gets such a bad rep, or maybe it doesn't, maybe it's just like a stereotype, but I think the Libra flirtation is literally like the most pure form of flirtation of just wanting to make somebody else feel good about themselves. And I'm going to say that leading into my poem by Rumi. Rumi, who himself, the Persian poet, um, was Libra. This poem. Can you not tell me this isn't the most Libra poem you've ever heard in your life and I will fight you because I'm not a Libra. You have to agree with Andy and that's that. Done. Over with. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Not sorry. Okay. This is called, I see my beauty in you. Oh. I'm right. Come on. Like, come on, Rumi. Like, what are you doing to me? Let's, let's, let's not be so Rumi about it. (laughs) Here we go. I see my beauty in you. I see my beauty in you. I become a mirror that cannot close its eyes to your longing. My eyes wet with yours in the early light. My mind every moment giving birth, always conceiving, always in the ninth month, always the come point. How do I stand this? We become the words we say, a wailing sound moving out into the air. These thousands of worlds that rise from nowhere, how does your face contain them? I'm a fly in your honey. Then closer, a moth caught in flames allure. Then empty sky stretched out in homage. Oh. Right? So incredibly beautiful. Right? Just so incredibly beautiful. And the way that I'm going to bring us back from that conversation, by the way, is that I'm going to read to you from another Libra. Okay. Another very importantly who we actually listened to before we started this podcast who do we listen to the to incredible the canonical poet called cardi b cardi b God we damn. actually listened to lizzo and cardi b before starting this just to hype us up yeah <laughs> i think so cardi b is a libra yeah uh, and she recorded that song with lizzo who's a taurus also ruled by venus rumors like yeah. venusian rumors is like the most venusian song on the planet it really is but I was like, okay, what Cardi B lyric can I find that speaks to her being Libra? Because there, there's a lot. There oh, are huh. a lot. There are and a lot. just her general essence. But I'm going to go ahead with this one from the song She Bad. And this is, uh, this is Cardi B being a Libran poet. I'm a boss in a skirt. I'm a dog. I'm a flirt. Write a verse while I twerk. I wear a off-white at church. Probably make the preacher, sw- preacher sweat. Read the Bible. 
Jesus wept. Oh my God, Jesus did weep. Sorry for fucking up. Probably made the preacher sweat. Uh, it's <sighs> so good. I wear off-white at church. I wear off-white at church. First of all. Might be the best line I've ever First heard. of all, like, can we talk about it? But. Oh my God. I'm a boss in a skirt. I'm a dog. I'm a flirt. Like, come on. It's... Write a verse while I twerk. Is there anything more Libra I ask of you? No. I ask of you. No. There's Audience. No. Listeners. It's not, it's it's just, wow. I mean, I don't even, like, raise a glass to Cardi B. And also Lizzo. Also Lizzo. And also all the Libran poets that um, have graced our planet. There's many. And... Not just Rumi. Um, not, not a poet, but Oscar Wilde. Uh, William Faulkner. Ursula Le Guin. Wow. E.E. <laughs> e. Cummings. Virgil. Cervantes. Oh, Cervantes. That's yeah. a great one. Isn't it? It's perfect. Oh, that's so good. Amiri Baraka. Rimbaud. Yeah. Rimbaud. Like, like look what Lima oh is serving. Oh, my God. Uh, Bruce Springsteen. I'm going to add Bruce Springsteen. Okay, that's because fair. Because I think he deserves to be in there. You might not agree with me, even though you're a Jersey girl. I mean, I have to, like, I'm obliged by the law. <laughs> to defend Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, like, I have it in my contract <laughs> from birth. <laughs> from Rahway, New Jersey Hospital. Oh my god, it's true. I couldn't name you a Bruce Springsteen song if someone was trying to murder me. Like, what is a Bruce Springsteen song? Are you kidding me right now? Sing sing to me one. Dancing in the Dark? Sing it. No. I don't know it. I'm I'm on Fire. Uh, Born in the USA. Okay, I know that one. But I definitely thought that was... um, I don't know who I thought that was. Maybe I thought it was... It's Bruce, the boss. thought it maybe boss. it was the Beals or something. What the fuck? Oh, my God. I don't... How am I your friend? We're not friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm letting you down currently. No, no. <laughs> I, I feel like it's only my job to explain. My parents were hippies who really, really liked classic rock, and I was raised on it, and... <sighs> Lisa, you are a Jersey girl who was not brought up the same, not the same upbringing. So this is a, this is like a long, what's the word? Like a long lasting, like a, what is the word? Like a, a thing that we consistently talk about. Yeah. It's a recurring theme. Thank you. A recurring (laughs) theme. Wow. Yeah. It's the wine. Did we mention that Libras are really good with words and that we're not Libras? (laughs) (laughs) And Andy is always like, Lisa. How do you not know what ABBA is? And I'm like, I literally don't fucking know. So I I know like seven bands. You like Led Zeppelin? I do. Lisa My doesn't, par- doesn't know music before 1993. It's she true. does not. It's true. She My parents not. played me like four bands. I know Zeppelin. I know Floyd. I know Tull, and that's it. Tull. You call them Tull. Okay, so I was raised with musicians, not like not even just hippies who liked music, but like musicians. My dad's a musician. He's a blues player. I'm I'm a bad person. Like I'm the rotten child who sprung from their loins and disappointed them. Okay, this is some bullshit right now. I'm not that I It's true though. No. My dad not. would be like, "Who is this child that I gave birth to?" <laughs> You're listening to fucking Charlie XCX. I'm playing blues guitar. See, my parents aren't like that. My parents still listen to contemporary music. Mm. My parents are just music fanatics, which is different. It's yeah. different. Yeah. Like, I, growing up, I couldn't rebel from them in any musical form because I'd be like, I love Tori Amos. And they'd listen to them and they'd be like, she's really good. 
My and I'm mom, like, stop it. She's mine. She's my feminist and witchy. She was like, it sounds like people are having like orgasms in your bedroom. Oh, and I'd yeah. Be my like, parents were like, that's cool. Really? Yeah. They didn't listen to it themselves. Yeah. But they would like, play me what you, inspires you. And yeah. It made a huge difference. And I'd be like, I'm trying to be rebellious. Can you please give me some space? The only thing my mom took from my generation was Linkin Park. Wow. And it's really, really God, that's, sad. that's unfortunate. It's really bad. I was obsessed with Pearl Jam in, like, seventh grade, and my parents were like, this is awesome music, and I was like, can you please back the fuck up off of my yeah. teenage obsession, because yeah. you're making it less cool for me this right now. This is, like, with me with my, like, eight-year younger brother. He'd be like, hey, so uh, I checked out um, Smashing Pumpkins, and it turns out they're really good. I'm like, yes, bitch, they're really fucking good. Like, who was listening to it OG style? Uh, me, eight years before you were born, so you can fuck off. I was, I was like, <laughs> I'm listening to Ani DeFranco, and she's like a hippie feminist, and you would never understand it. And my parents would, like, put on my CD and Literally. be like, oh, she's a really good songwriter. And she's also, really like, adept. I'm pretty sure your parents understand hippie feminism. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah also that. Well, this was a um, divergent. That was that was a that was a tangent. <laughs> that was the section that wasn't meant to be put in. But if we had any editing skills, we'd take it out. But we can't. We don't. We don't have. We have none skills. of those skills, you guys. I'm really <laughs> sorry. But we can move on to our next topic. I'm gonna here. Here's me cleaning house. Please, what's the next? Let's on the talk point? about. So, like, we're talking about like hippie aesthetics and like uh you know hippie parents. But let's talk about like aesthetic movements aesthetics. because Libra rules over aesthetics libra has it all on you for aesthetics oh my god if you want an aesthetic if you're like i need an aesthetic in my life turn to libra they will give it to you they, have they will a give long you list color magic they will give you balance they will give you harmony they will give you interior design they will, they will bring you all the right crystals they will bring you the mm-hmm. things to surround you to make you happy speaking of aesthetics if you go to the website wiki aesthetic or something like that or <laughs> aesthetic wiki or Aesthetics Wiki. Just Google those words. Just apparently. Google wiki aesthetic. I think that's what it is. <laughs> you can look up any aesthetic, and we we've been talking about the dark academia aesthetic yes. lately because it is very very Libra. I think it's very Libra. Um, so dark academia has to do with like people who wish they got to go to private schools, Cambridge and, wear and Oxford and such. I am a sucker and a half for it, even though I know it's. It's not a There's perfect... There's problems with it. There are problems with it. The dark academia thing is whitewashed. It is privileged. Absolutely. But I, I'm white, but I'm not... I would not grow up with privilege neither other us, than being white. <laughs> neither of us grew up in any semblance. We grew, we grew up, up in poverty. We, but we grew up with, with white privilege because of the color of our skin. White privilege. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But we're <laughs> poor whites, which is like a different thing. Uh, dark academia has to do with like what it feels like to go away to a boarding school with your mm. sweaters and your plaid skirts in the fall and it's foggy and yeah. you're studying in the library and you're horny and angry. And, and all the boys are cute and the girls are cute and you can kiss them in the back of the library and... Oh, I love it. Yeah, the leaves are falling. There's It just so happens to have a... There's a class and a castle. And, yes. You know, it's very... There's a lot of castles with a lot of stone. There's a lot of stained glass involved. A lot of stained glass. And leather-bound books in libraries. Exactly. Is the dark academia aesthetic. And also, there's a very heavy focus on murder. So 
True. As Libra leads into Scorpio season, you might find that dark academia might mean secret society, cult murders. The book, The Secret History by Donna Tartt, is the ultimate... Dark academia text. It's It's like a textbook of how to engage in dark academia. It really is. It's like widely cited as... But I think, and I was saying this earlier, that I think, so like Virgo season starts, which is the beginning of the school year, and that's like... All of your notebooks labeled Trapper with your classes. Keeper. Trapper keeper shit. Organizing your locker. Being like, I am ready to work. I've got my books. I've got my notebooks. Everything is color-coded. Everything is labeled. We're ready. And then a month later, Libra season kicks in, right? And you're like, I don't know what's going on here. I'm going to decorate I, my dorm. Who do I want to kiss? Yeah. Who am I going to flirt with in the common space? Yes. Who, I don't, yeah. who do I want to trap in the corner of the library to find mm. out their, like, darkness? Oops, it's raining. We can't get out because we're getting rained in. Oh, no, we're stuck here. Oh, wow, these big French doors have just locked us inside. Oh, I think we have to make out about it. But also, there's this text that we discover that no one wants us to find. Yes. And there's yes. a secret. There's a secret. There's symbols that we have to figure out. How do we figure out the secret? Oh, we, like, have to follow the staircase downstairs. But I'm falling in love with you while it happens. But not real love, just, like, flirtatious love, and I'm going to kiss you about it. Totally. It's, like, so the thing. Oh, Is that so... not the thing? And it's literally, like, bleed me dry. I need it right now. It's it's so real. This time of year happens. So Libra season coincides with uh, the fall equinox, right? Yes. Like, the autumn equinox, because, as we said, cardinal energy always happens at the beginning of the seasons. And so it really kicked... Like, Virgo happens at the end of summer. Man, it's great, though. For the best season in the entire... Well, how do you... The... <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to say. I'm the usually on your page. <laughs> I'm, I'm in a different book right now. <laughs> the best season of all seasons. The best season of all the seasons has to end during the most boring astrological season of all time. Wow, Lisa. Like, wow. Way to fuck shit up. Oh my god, I'm, I'm, yeah. Oh my god, you are on a journey. I am on a journey. On a journey. I thought that we cured you in the last episode. (laughs) Cured you, that's (laughs) wine. Um, You have some growing to do yet. I do. I mean, the thing is, like, I can never fully fully heal (laughs) furry (laughs) i will never fully heal because that will be giving up my control it's true it's true okay talk about control let's talk about like okay it is the new moon right now Mm. you want to talk about control like the new moon is the day of the month yeah that you get well month astrological season i should say that you like get to kind of take control of things yeah and we talked to, you know, Virgo is really good for that, but like Libra New Moon. Oh, delicious. What does it mean to you? How, what do you do with that? So I, I, I think that this is a great time for ritual. Oh, yeah. Big you time. Know? Big time. Um, I mean, not only is the, is, uh, are the nights getting um, shorter, or they're shorter, right? No, they're longer. Are they longer? <laughs> I don't know. There's Wait, more darkness. <laughs> dumb you guys we're so dumb why do you like us no we're 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 unique (laughs) (laughs) um it's true that is the nights are getting longer they're not getting shorter because that would be the summertime it's true yeah they're getting really fucking long yeah and oh my god oh my god darkness is creeping in it's literally still night you guys yeah it's still night it's very long yeah shadows everywhere (laughs) everywhere jesus it's long darkness all day long (laughs) 
so the nights are getting longer. Um, this is, you know, obviously the colors change. There's this romantic vibe. You want to go for more walks. It's you're less sweaty. You're outdoors. You're noticing all these colors. It's really beautiful. You get to dress for Libra season. You get to dress for Libra season, and so. I think a huge ritual for me is in, in embracing glamour. Absolutely. Glamour magic, yes. especially yes. in a city where, in a city where we live in, in New York City and Brooklyn, like a glamour is a sort of way of both being avoided and being seen. You can yes. blend in, you can be found. Oh, you said that so well. It's you said just, that so it's well. So, it's like, so notice well. me, but also don't fucking talk to me. Exactly. And here's how I differentiate, but also here's how I blend in. Yep. And so for me, I think, just for me personally, um, as a Venus and Libra, let's as be a Venus fair. and Libra, glamour for me is high glam. It is bringing out the parts of myself that I truly love and adore. And this doesn't mean um, playing into gender roles in any way. I just mean in any way that I feel really beautiful and good and sexy and powerful, or however I would like to feel that night. Um, I like to play out through outfits, through makeup through nail color through hair through fragrance yes like i love a dior um the dior um poison which is in the red apple bottle which smells to me like autumn you do it's burnt vanilla it's crisp it's dark it's it lingers if i leave your house and Mm -hmm. i've been touching you or kissing you or hugging you you will smell me hours later i want to cast that spell forever i get it this time of year happens i like tokyo milk's arsenic oh Delicious. It's so it has vanilla and has cut grass, but it has this, uh, and I don't even know what the scents are. Clovey or something. It, it has this under uh, a layer that's really, oh my God. Um, Lolo the cat just puked on the carpet while we we're talking. That is not very Libran. Arsenic as a perfume. We have cats in every episode. Just every episode. Every, every episode, episode there's a cat doing something. He's, he, even he's offended by his own mess. You okay? You okay, baby? He's fine. If we haven't, says. if you haven't listened to us before, you should know that um, Lisa has a cat whose zodiac sign is her moon sign. So Lolo <laughs> is a Cancer, and her moon sign is Cancer. I have a cat, Hank Williams, who is a Pisces, and my moon sign is Pisces. I don't, for a second, think that our rescue cats that we found while not looking for them, being our moon signs and our emotional signs, are any coincidence. Like that no. is. And we met when we these kids were these kitties were babies. Yeah, like yes. And so we were on this journey of raising these little kittens together mm-hmm. as and friends. And they're both great tabbies. Exactly. I mean, best friends forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so what is glamour? Your, what glamour, is, yeah. glamour. So my um, something I did recently at the beginning of Libra season was actually um, like a really easy spell that even if you aren't into or knowledgeable about casting spells can be done with just doing something with intention because that's all a spell is. Um, so I created a beauty catcher. Mm, I, I wanted to just bring into my life either romance, flirtation, poetry, anything beautiful. I was feeling a little burnt out. I was feeling a little um, devoid of uh, beauty. So a beauty catcher is is like one of the simplest spells you can do. And I, I took a little tiny bottle with a cork at the top and um, put honey at its base. Mm. Honey catches things with sweetness. It literally traps things in sweetness. Lolo? We have a bit of a kitty problem happening. 
<laughs> got really riled up after puking, you poor baby. Uh, so, and I also put, um, so in my house, I happen to have rose petals, lavender, uh, some scented oils. I put everything I find beautiful into this little tiny bottle um, that I can smell and, and take part in. So it's not just a visually beautiful, it's also something I can like pop the cork and smell for beauty. And I keep it by my, I keep it on my nightstand next to my pillow so mm. that every night that I'm dreaming, I'm bringing beauty into my it. world to like and catch I, it. I love it. I also think there's something it's about worked. the process of adding to it. Absolutely. It's like a living spell that never ends, which so, is so beautiful. It's, it's working. I've added to it. I'm like dating people that, you know, didn't exist in my life a few weeks ago. Like beauty catching is very Libran. I suggest it for any of you that are feeling like, I don't know tired or um in need of a revamp yeah and pair it with something that makes you feel good about yourself whether that's like changing your nail color or wearing a certain colored shirt absolutely dyeing your hair whatever it is your hair cutting your hair mm-hmm. um buying a wig whatever it is that makes you feel alive because beauty is not superficial and whatever makes you feel beautiful makes you feel authentic and empowered and so this is the season to really find that for yourself. Absolutely. And, and what you are wearing on your body or your physicality in any sort of way is an extension of your energy or your intent towards certain energies. And so you are able to call on something simply by adorning yourself with certain things and certain scents and certain colors um, and just holding yourself in a certain way. Yes, so yes. It's like you are the spell and it transforms as you move. Um, I like to think that Libra season is like, whatever you want to attract to yourself, you need to be. Yeah. So if you're trying to like bring in beauty, find your beauty. If you're trying to be sexy or, or excuse me, attract (laughs) drunkenness. If you're trying to attract sexiness, you should be exuding the sexual qualities that you want to find in another person. The, The key to all of it, um, and I don't have a key like to unlock things. I'm not saying this from... I have all the answers. But don't but, you? Lisa. <laughs> you're the wisest one. We're the wisest ones. But what you're seeking in others is something that you value in yourself. So mm. if you show off your best assets, that's what's going to come back to you. And in Libra season, it is encouraging you to be a flirt, to be pretty in the way that you find pretty. Exactly. So that you can um, expect in return the sameness like it's really about balance and I kind of love that about it but Libra is like a really fun season to play with isn't it I think it's super fun and I think it's beautiful and sexy and glamorous and thinky but I (laughs) and I also think like it's a great time for you to consider like acts of justice and acts of balance and harmony and how you can bring like peace and goodness to your community so like if you're trying to like look glam and feel sexy and do all those things cool if you're trying to like create a community group for like organization and action amazing absolutely like we here for all of the duality yes yes you know and um yes yeah i libra's concerned with the other but like can i get shallow for a second yeah we love shallow so like if libra was a color like magenta you... magenta really i, I think, think it would be no, like no i think pink pink so we're in the spectrum. Mm-hmm. We're like there in the together. same spectrum for yeah. sure. Yeah, magenta is like bold. I think of Libra as like like baby ballet pink. Ooh, I mean, I definitely don't think of it 
as not baby ballet pink. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it is fully baby ballet pink. Like, the... Apparently, there's um, this royal, the, you know, the royal English family, whether you love them or hate them, apparently have that, this, uh, everyone has to wear ballet slipper pink colored nails oh, to, like, you know, be modest and be really? poised. And that color, to me, is very Libra, and it's, it's very, like, neutral. Fascinating to it me. It welcomes in all the bits and pieces. Fascinating to me. I know it is. It's also very, like, you must be like us. So... I, I'm, like, split ethnically, where my dad's side is, like, really new uh, people to America of, like, you know, I'm second-generation Italian and Lebanese, and they're, like, wear your colors. My mom's family are, like, Western Europeans, mostly English and Welsh, who have been here since, like, the dawn of time, and they're, like, <laughs> I was raised thinking, like, don't you dare wear red, don't you dare wear, like, yeah. bold colors, you yeah. need to, like, make everything soft so that you're and neutral. quiet and neutral. Yeah. And, like, ballet pink was really It's a neutral. Expressed. Yeah. Safe. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the Italian Lebanese side was like, you want to wear red? Wear, wear red. red. Wear red. Wear red. And yeah. I, I always went for, like, the red side because it felt uh, more aligned to who I am. Yeah. But that ballet pink is, it, that's really interesting. Isn't it? I remember reading that and um, I remember seeing pictures of like Meghan Markle not wearing those colors and people were like, you know, obviously in the beginning of all of that, they were like, she's obviously going to not, you know, acquiesce to these stupid wow. traditions that have wow. been keeping wow. people down in literal ways. Yeah. Like with their nail polish. Um, but it's, it, it is a testament to how glamour, perception, color, and your physicality can actually uh, create a sense of tradition and also, like, falling in line. So that's why when we play with our beauty and our, you know, the way that glamour. we express ourselves, we're able to tap into something that resists and something that says, like, no, I don't abide by this. And that's amazing. Can I be like a, a tiny bit controversial? Controversial. Wow, we've had a lot of wine. Can a little for you a second. sure can. Controversial for a second. <laughs> is that I think like pink being Libra to me is like a balance between two colors and not making a statement. I think red is very bold. I think red is Sagittarius, fire signs. Capricorn, anybody who's like, I'm here to fuck shit up, yeah. look at me. Yeah. And Libra's aesthetic quality, as, as refined and gorgeous as it is, refined is sort of a key word for it. And it is a little bit... Um, Pacifying. Yes, because... Diplomatic. The, yes, because the Libra quality is not to start conflict, but to solve conflict. Yeah. And so they're always like seeking the glamour and colors that are easy for it's people to understand. It's a bit of a like tabula rasa. So you can sort of like take in different parts. Absolutely. Yeah. So I will always wear my black and red Same. nail colors, even though I have a Libra stellium, because I'd rather make a statement and be unpopular for it at any day of the week. Any day. And that is not Libra. I do love pink, but I have always loved pink as a subversion of, is that a word? Subversion? Yeah. Mm -hmm. As a subversion of the uh, feminine stereotype. So... I've always been called f high femme and super girly. This is Lisa speaking. And, um, Definitely not Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure people could guess. They're like, this is fucking Lisa. This is fucking bitch. Um, I've always been called high femme and very girly and very feminine. And I do give that sort of vibe off. But 
I also think that like recognizing that there are stereotypes associated with it means that I'm able to be all of my dual, dual sides and pl- spaces and faces and pink is one part of it and it's sort of like a reclamation and ownership of that um, and a playing with those stereotypes mm-hmm. and saying like fuck you I can do this if I want because there's so many other sides of me but like you're right that pink is this like sort of weird safe zone it can be but it, it can also be. it depends can, on the shape it absolutely it could also be as a cancer I think it can be a pride in femininity yeah so I actually do love pink which frustrates me to no end because of like my personality type but it's just the exterior bullshit that makes you question it i love pink and like i have a lot of pink in my house um because it's soft and it really is such a beautiful color to behold and i think men look beautiful in pink and i think men should wear more pink and it shouldn't be so associated with it shouldn't be exactly it should be available to everyone it's just a gorgeous color yeah which is why I associate it with Libra. Okay, so, okay, okay. Okay, so okay. Well, what Libra country? Associations. What country? Would Whoa. Okay, so you read my mind. I yeah. was like, Libra associations as we were saying Libra <laughs> countries. <laughs> okay. What's a Libra country? This is probably very controversial. France. Oh, wow. Prove me wrong. No, yeah. Prove me wrong. No, yeah. They're baguettes. Fucking Seriously. Libra. The striped shirts. Libra. The berets. Libra. Tell me more the Libra Libra. And, and, I mean, like, isn't Egalite in their, in their... Fucking Libra. Fucking So fucking Libra. Thing? Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Their, um, slogan, e- yeah, their motto. Yeah, they're the thing. Yeah, Like, yeah. fraternite, Egalite. Like, la, 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 la. Thing, things. Yeah, yeah. God, I'm sorry. I really am educated. I'm just... We're just full little, of wine. We're just a little drunk, and I'm not shitting on the French because I am part. No, French. I'm yeah. complimenting the French yeah, by yeah. saying that they're exactly. Libras. Exactly. But I think okay, who else? Who else? Or like cities? Or Ooh, like, let's think. Okay, let's think. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, who's who's French? Um, oh. and not just like because of like past or history, but just yeah, the I vibes. don't want to talk about ethnicity. I'm no, talking about like, just, uh, like aesthetically the vibes. and vibes. Uh, I know. Okay, okay, okay. It is literally French in America. New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know that's so obvious. It's hyper beautiful. It's very beautiful. It's so gorgeous. And it's also very like Catholic in the way it's like, please come down here and sin. That and also like the the history of the before and after, like the darkness and the light, the tourism and the locals. Yes. Like Okay. So Libra. Okay. So So I I would say Savannah, Georgia. I was gonna say Savannah, Georgia. Were you really? I really was. That feels very Libra. Yeah, it feels very Libra. Like for sure. And I feel so we're in New York City and I I spend a lot of time like going up the Hudson and escaping the city. And I feel like there's a couple of Hudson based towns that feel very aesthetically based to me. Agreed. Are you going to say something like a little baby town like Cold Spring or Terry I was going to say Cold Spring. Really? Holy fucking shit. Yeah, I'm dead serious. Lisa. No. Lisa. Antique shops. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. Bookstores. Stationery stores. Yes. Bookstores. Bookstores. (laughs) There's a tea shop that only sells British tea. Right. Like, I'm like, like, you're very fucking cute, guys. It's too cute. You're too cute for words, Cold Spring, New York. And it's like this, Cold Spring is like this halfway between New York City and upstate New York. Absolutely. And so it's like that scaly balance Okay, 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 okay. If we're on this, if we're on this, what music? What music? Music. Oh, wait. So we know Cardi B's a Libra. We're not going to talk about that. But, like, music videos, vibes. I feel like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna start because I obviously okay, had start, an idea. Start. But, like, don't you think, like, 
like R&B slow jams. Boys to Men, I'll Make Love to You. Oh, my God. I'll make love to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's so flirtatious. It's velvet. It's velvet. Sonic velvet. Oh, Libra is velvet. Very velvet. Very velvet. (laughs) (laughs) So we definitely overcompensated with this episode to make up for Virgo's sobriety. Got real lushy for Libra. Wow. We were like, we should be a little drunker. And then it really happened and we were. Wait, are there other countries so that that are Libra? Like, let's and also other songs <laughs> and cities and <laughs> places. Okay. All right, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. What's Libra? Uh, what's Libra? Um, I'm trying to think. It's hard. It's very really hard. So I wait, just said. What barely. about like Amsterdam? Hmm. No, I don't know. I'm not sure. I had okay. such a shitty time there that I don't know. Okay. It's making me feel vibes about it. Okay. Like, guys, I don't understand that. Wait, Paris. Oh, wait, wait. I already <laughs> said <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. So, oh, wow. If wow. you guys want to Instagram DM us or Twitter us. I just try to differentiate Paris from France, everyone. I have been to college. <laughs> no, we, we are, we are going to go to bed. That's probably what we're going to do. One day Jesus. we'll make a list of. Oh, Paris. Wow. Wow. It's fine. Wow. It's fine. I'm sorry, everyone. New York is different from America. New York's a Capricorn. You know, New York is, I think it's an Aries. What? No, I think America's Aries. I think New York is Capricorn. Oh my God, you're right, though. America is Aries. America's Aries. I think New York City is very This is why I hate Aries. It makes so much sense now, thinking about it. The whole ass country that we fucking live in, pardon my French. True. Actually, English is Aries, but I think New York City is extraordinarily Capricorn. Capricorn. What's LA? Yeah, but more people like to fuck here. What, what, what's that mean? I just feel like a lot of people fuck here. Like, I feel like it's very Aries energy. Yeah. But, but I don't know if like caps want to fuck that badly. Oh, yeah, they do. Capricorns don't want to fuck, however, for their ego and to like win things. <laughs> that is very New York I City. I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. New York City is basically a power suit with shoulder pads. I know. Well, they say the city never sleeps, right? So yeah. like, it's, it's a martini. It's a pinstripe suit. It's shoulder pads. It's a leather attaché. But only the dickholes. Like, there's a lot of cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Talk to me about the dickholes, Lisa. <laughs> I think there's more tour. There's more to it. We have to end this episode. We do. We've gone too far. We have to say goodnight. We crossed a line. We crossed a line. We crossed a line. <laughs> Let us know if you agree with New York being a Capricorn or an Aries. It's a Capricorn. It's an Aries. America is an Aries. You are... We're too horny of a city. But we love money. You're right. Do you think Capricorns are ruled by goats? Do you think goats aren't horny? No, you're right. There's literally an herb called horny goat weed. Thank you. Yeah. I Thank know. you. It's true. But they don't, we don't fuck for the same reasons that Aries do. True. It's true. Oh my I could be swayed. Oh my god. Okay. Libra, anything else before we end? Libra, um, Libra, um. My mind is empty and void. Songs. Music Libra videos. Songs. I don't know. I, I posited I'll make love to you by Boys to Men. I think there are many others. I think that that's a great way to end this night. Everyone should turn this podcast off immediately and go listen to Boys to Men. And also, like, make love to the song I'll Make Love to You. Please yeah. don't feel ironic about it. Just please go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, get your, you. like, little night outfit and dance in your room and listen Put to the Boys to Men. thing on. Yeah. Feel sexy about it. Exactly. Like, dance with the, with the void of the moon. Um... 
face your lover. That's very Libran. I mean that. I yeah. mean that. Yeah. Face to face is like a really egalitarian Libra way to be. Okay, 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 okay. If we're gonna have like like a saucy take on Libra, yeah. What's the sex position you think is Libra? Oh, I think it's sixty nine. <gasps> no, that's literally Cancer. Literally Cancer. I know it's literally Cancer. It's literally Cancer. But like, it's cop, a t- cop, but cop like we have to be equal here. Like if I'm gonna blah 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 you, then you're gonna blah 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 blah, <laughs> blah me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You prude. Over. Are you a Virgo? I'm just a prude. I'm a little prude. I'm the worst Scorpio. <laughs> you're wow. That was very Virgo. I'm gonna blah 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 you, and you're gonna blah 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 me. I'm a Cancer. I'm like suck it. <laughs> <laughs> My palms are sweaty just thinking oh about it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. I'm claiming the 69 for okay. my sign. Okay, that fair enough. Really rules. Enough. Fine. The symbol that looks like a 69. That's, I know. But I do think I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I totally understand where you're coming from. I think. Um, oh, it's hard to say. I know. It's hard to say, but I think. I think anything that is face to face, which isn't common, I think, other than like making out and stuff. But I'm yeah. talking about sex, like face to face. I think it's very Libran. I love missionary. I know that that sounds boring wow. and terrible. That's a. Okay. I love it. I love look me in the eyes, and that's that's just first of all that's very water sign. And I also love a deep missionary. I God, like th- okay, we are suck off your topic. energy out of your body <laughs> through, through your eye contact. Yeah. 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 No, I'm going to eat your soul right now. Yeah, I'm going to I can see you. everything you've ever done wrong and everything you've ever felt through your eyes yeah, right I'm now. Gonna, and I'll also use I'm it off against topic. you. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been the longest episode ever, ever recorded. Ever, ever, ever. We got real bubbly, didn't we, Scorpio? <laughs> I'm actually, I think I should go to church. This is uh I think I have to go to confession. This is a lot. Guys, uh, we really care about you. And I'm sorry that we're so drunk. We were, and that we we don't were care compensating about for Virgo. Yeah. And we really compensated. But I think I stand by everything I said. I regret nothing. Bruce Springsteen, 69s. I'm, I'm here for it. Missionary. Yeah. France. God damn it. Slash also Paris. <laughs> it is very different. <laughs> France slash Paris. Well, guys, anyways, guys. Get at us. Comment. Insult us. Let us know how Fight awful this was. We love and fighting. how much you liked it. Um... Hear that? Hear that? That's the motorcycle troops coming by. Holy shit. To okay. ruin everything as we record. But we really appreciate you being here with us. We really appreciate you um, listening to Astro Lushes. We hope that you engage in some sort of beautiful ritual for the new moon. And we hope that you have a beautiful rest of your Libra season before Scorpio hits, which will be recorded for us in a cemetery in November. Greenwood Cemetery. The best cemetery in New York City. In America. In the world. In the world. In the entire universe. Of all the multiverses. (laughs) Okay. Love you guys. Good night and Godspeed. Peace out.